selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. From our earliest days, we've gathered around the fire for warmth and comfort but beyond the light of the dying embers there is the darkness and it's in the darkness of the night where we find ourselves waiting yearning for the dawn to banish our fears but our campfire holds more than firelight for with us You will hear the tales that make the nightmares engulf you. And you'll dare not close your eyes. Brace yourself for the No Sleep Podcast. Welcome to the No Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, David Cummings. We hope your past week was a good one. Whether it was full of food and family or just another hectic week of work or school, we trust you found some time to relax and unwind. And if you're like a lot of people these days, your unwinding time may involve watching videos online. Whether it's reels or stories on YouTube or TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or Tumblr, etc., etc., videos on the internet continue to be a major source of information and entertainment. But, like so many things these days, there are some aspects of popular culture which can take a turn to the darker side. Sure, cat videos, memes, and funky new dances might be all the rage, but you don't have to look far to find videos which can give you a chill more than a laugh. On this episode, we have stories for you which explore just that. The way online videos can expose you to the bizarre, the unsettling, and the downright terrifying. So even though we offer an audio-only experience, we're sure you'll find these video stories to be disturbing enough to your ears that you'll want to smash that like button. Now, 
The sun has set. The fire glows bright. Brace yourself for the darkness of the night. In our first tale, we meet a young woman who considers herself a lifestyle vlogger. These sorts of channels are quite popular. Their viewers really get to know the people who share their lives online. But in this tale, shared with us by author O.F. Chiari, the vlogger is sharing things which are a bit more personal than just lifestyle tips. Things about the state of her health. Performing this tale is Jessica McAvoy. So let's get an update from this woman and find out how things are going for Cheryl. Hey guys, long time no see. I know it's been a while since my last video and I know I have lots of questions to answer. So I'm going to try to get to as many as I can. First, about my brief hiatus. I've addressed this on my Instagram account, but if you don't follow me there, you should know I was in the hospital last month. It was really scary, but nothing serious, and I feel 1,000% better. I had Dan by my side the entire time, and I was back home in three days. I'll go into detail later. Now, on to the really exciting news... Some of you have noticed that my content has changed lately, and I wanted to address it before anyone jumps to any conclusions. You all know how much I love researching and getting to the bottom of things, so maybe this won't come as a surprise, but I've learned some new things that I can't, in good conscience, keep to myself. It's been so uplifting to know the truth, and I want you all to experience that with me. I literally haven't felt this good in years. I even lost a few pounds. Seriously, it's crazy how different I feel. And I owe it to all of you to give you the chance to learn too. So, you know, a small shift away from my usual posts, but it's the same me giving you the same kind of advice you've come to expect. I know some of you are going to be a little shocked by what I have to say. In fact, I would be disappointed if this didn't upset someone. If what I've learned doesn't make you angry, you're not human. I know I'll lose some followers over this, but I don't care. I have to be honest. Again, if you need to unfollow me, just unfollow me. I get it. I'm opening up your minds to a whole new scary world, and not all of you are going to be able to handle it. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to handle it. I had convulsions. We really thought I was going to die. My husband had to call an ambulance to take me to the hospital. Not to get too graphic, but I was drenched in vomit, chipped three teeth and broke my femur. I updated you on my convalescence, but not what happened next. Now, you guys know how well I take care of my body. In this house, we eat all organic, unprocessed foods straight out of the soil. We keep tons of all-natural essential oils, herbal supplements, and colloidal silver around the house to cure ourselves before we need a doctor. I've been taking yoga and Pilates ever since I was 20 years old, so I'm very used to being in control of my body. But I felt totally cut off from it. I had never had my body turn on me before. That's how powerful this stuff is. So, while I was in recovery, I continued my research. And... 
you're not going to believe it. My hair started falling out. I have never had psoriasis a day in my life, but all of a sudden it was everywhere, even under my fingernails. Well, I put my research on a quick hold to find out the cure, because of course nature has a cure for everything. The Lord gave us all the medicine we need to heal ourselves. Vitamin A is the best and safest method to deal with psoriasis, and tons of yummy food are packed full of vitamin A nutrients. Sweet potatoes, mango, apricots, cantaloupe, even pumpkin pie. That's right. In the all-natural lifestyle, pie is medicine. Don't let your kids find out or you'll never hear the end of it. Anyways, the doctors were completely at a loss to explain what was happening to me. And after a while, I told my husband to just stop bringing me to him. I said, Dan, just stop it. Our insurance premiums were going through the roof, and if the insurance company thought we were a liability, they were going to drop us. I can handle stuff like psoriasis and tapeworm. I know you guys have all seen the testimonials about the all-natural diet curing cancer and autism, but tapeworm? Well, my husband has seen me through some pretty hairy health scares, so he knows what I'm capable of. I did my thing, and that really helped. But what really turned the corner on my health problems was my research. I know what some of you are going to say. You're going to say, there's no way this was caused by research. No information in the world is powerful enough to knock a completely healthy woman flat on her back. I mean, for Christ's sake, I walked off four pregnancies like it was nothing. <laughs> How could a couple YouTube videos and Instagram posts cause a woman with 20-20 vision to go temporarily blind? Hmm. <laughs> You don't need to know the full extent of what I learned just yet. All you need to know is that there are bad people in this world who would do anything to maintain power. And they are everywhere. I'm talking everywhere. There are people in the highest forms of government, in TV, film, even in the music industry, who would commit some of the worst atrocities you can think of just for money and fame. I know this sounds like something out of a movie or a comic book, but you have to believe me when I tell you this is real. <sighs> I bet some of you are worried that I'm going to get political. So I want to emphatically tell you that this is not about politics. There is nothing political about protecting children from monsters who would rape and mutilate their bodies for their own sick gain. There is nothing political about protecting our freedoms from the agents of depravity that want to strip them away from us. This is not a political issue. This is about God and sanity. <sighs> I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I just get so emotional whenever I think about what's happening in the world today. I've read about things I couldn't even imagine before, and now I see evidence of it everywhere I look. God, when this stuff is finally made public, it's going to change everything. The names of some of your favorite celebrities are going down in history on the same list as war criminals. It can get so overwhelming. Sometimes I can't sleep. I can't eat. Knowing the truth is so hard, but I need you all to know that it's going to be okay. You don't need to be scared. 
justice will be served to the perpetrators of these monstrous crimes. How do I know? Well, I learned about all of this stuff from the person who's fighting it. Or people. No one is sure who it is, but they're definitely the good guys. That's right. This is a battle, and there are people on our side. This group has dedicated their lives to defending the innocent, and I am so proud to finally know about their work. The people we're fighting will do anything to suppress the evidence of their crimes so they can never be brought to trial, which is why it's so important to share what we've learned, educate others, and free their minds. Mark my words, there is a war for the souls of every living thing on this planet. But we don't have to fight it alone. We have an army supporting us every step of the way, and you can support them too. I can't tell you how good it feels to know that I'm helping to bring about real, meaningful change in the world, and not just sitting on the sidelines while those monsters treat us like livestock. I'm not signing a petition that no one will read. I'm not throwing my money away on donations to charities. I'm part of the fight, and you can be too. Check in the description for some resources you can use and leave comments down below. But seriously, you guys, try to keep an open mind. The people we are fighting are not the ones you'd expect, and we need to do so much work to prepare our minds and our bodies for it. Seriously, this stuff makes marine training look easy, and I don't say that lightly. I have nothing but respect for our troops. I bet more of them are awake than you'd realize. (laughs) There are so many people with us. We're so powerful. And you can join us. You can be part of it. God, I'm so excited to be the one to introduce all this to you. Welcome to the rest of your lives. You can finally be free. Man, I'm giddy. I can't wait to show you guys what I've learned. But I know what you're thinking right now. You're wondering what I mean when I say you're being influenced and that you need to free yourselves. I know everyone has their problems, but I like to imagine my followers lead happy lives, take care of their kids, and love their spouses. I bet we all like to imagine each other like that. And what I'm going to show you won't change that. These are just the facts, people. This isn't going to change the world. It's just going to show you more of it. We all know there are people with more power than us. That's also a fact. And we know those people have private conversations. What you don't know is that they work together to keep us complacent. All my life, I've worked to keep myself as healthy and strong as possible. But now I know I was fighting an uphill battle against the people who want to keep us sick and weak and unable to fight back. Just think about how hard it is to find fresh, organic produce. Think about how much the establishment denies holistic healing, despite numerous studies that prove they help people. Think about the fact that your great-grandparents could build their own house on any part of their property, but now you need permits and city ordinances to do anything. Come to think of it, think about how rare basic carpentry skills have become. Just a generation ago, using power tools was a basic life skill. Now it's something you can put on a resume. Think about what else we could be capable of without their influence. Think about the things we've forgotten. Think about the things we never learned. That's why I wanted to make this video today. I wanted to show you what I learned.
<clears throat> I think I mentioned earlier <laughs> that I went temporarily blind, right? Well, the reason for that was to make space for them inside my head. Everything has a purpose. They have to make you sick to prepare you for their gifts. It's definitely not for everyone, but if you're strong, you can handle the changes. All you need to do is follow their instructions and endure the pain for a little while. Once it passes, you'll have so much more energy, and they can completely clear up any allergies you might have. Dan's blood pressure went down. He can tolerate lactose again. They corrected his vision and, get this, he got his six-pack back. Dan's always been a little insecure about his weight, but they got him back to the size he was when we first got married. (laughs) Can you believe that? He's completely service-ready inside a month. They offer so much, and in exchange, they make you a warrior. Now, that's what I call a deal. (laughs) Strength. Freedom. Power. Anything you want. It can all be yours. If you want it bad enough. If you're dedicated enough. This is a movement. Committed to serving the people not politicians or activists. This isn't an empty promise. (laughs) Oh, hey there, little fella. Everyone, this is what I wanted to show you. Can you believe we thought this was a tapeworm? Now, I know this is probably upsetting to a lot of you, but believe me, this is totally natural. See? Look at me. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm smiling. I'm doing great. If this was dangerous, do you think I'd let my kids get involved? Absolutely not. I got all four of them their own team of little helpers, just like their mom and dad, because I love them. I know it looks different, but you need to remember that humans have had symbiotic relationships with other biological life forms our entire lives. You know what else sounds really scary? Gut fauna. That's millions of microscopic organisms that swim in our guts and eat our food, but they're natural too. Every time you have a scoop of yogurt, you're helping them take care of you. It's the same thing with eyelash mites and mitochondria, for anyone who remembers those from science class. Mitochondria used to be separate animals, but now they're part of our cells. It's no different with these guys. The word I found in my research was cohabitant parasite. Like cohabitate, but spelled with an N. That's when there is no distinction between host and parasite. And if you don't believe me, you can look it up. 
Look up eyelash mite and mitochondria too while you're at it. These guys are a healthy, all-natural alternative to the chemicals they're putting in our food and our water and our air. They're like, they're like the response to the unnatural changes that are going on in the world right now. It's like we're nature's immune system fighting off this infection. This is such an exciting time, guys. And if this is the first time you're seeing this, well, congratulations. Seriously, welcome to the rest of your life. You're going to be so great and so powerful. And I wish I could be there when you take your next step. I hope I get to see some of you when we're ready. We're entering the most important moment in world history, when we finally get to enact real change. And if you're not ready, or if you think this is all fake or a hoax, well, you're welcome to believe that for as long as you want. Because one day soon, you're going to see the truth. And when you do, you'll have wished you chose differently. But I'm still here. I'm still fighting for you every day. I'm fighting for your freedoms. I'm fighting for your rights. And I'm fighting for your children. This is happening whether you want it or not. So ask yourself where you and your family stand. Check the links in the description and don't forget to like and subscribe. Selling a little, or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap, or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
I'm told that for teenagers, especially kids under 16, YouTube is the most viewed platform. Not TV, not streaming services, but YouTube. We can only hope these preteens are finding content suitable for their age. But in this tale, shared with us by author Timothy Ullman, we meet a father whose young daughters are avid YouTube watchers. Too bad they're learning some very bizarre things online. Performing this tale are Atticus Jackson, Mike Delgadio, Danielle McRae, and Graham Rowett. So let's hear this father's all-too-common cry for help when he proclaims, Help! The internet taught my daughter to build a trans-dimensional doorway. So, I don't know if you've seen these YouTube videos or not, by someone calling themselves Brad X Hopper, but my daughters have. I have two daughters, ages 12 and 10. They watch YouTube all the time. Every day before and after school, they log onto their iPad and watch YouTube. They watch everything from videos about unboxing things, watching others play games, or making slime videos. But my 10-year-old daughter, Sarah, watches these videos from Brad X Hopper regularly. I never saw the appeal of Brad X Hopper. His videos seemed a little too complicated for a 10-year-old. But there's no swearing and no mean pranks or any of that teen drama that my 12-year-old seemed to always be watching and I'd have to get onto her about. To be honest, I thought Brad's videos were about a game. I'd sit in the living room, reading on my phone, drinking coffee from my favorite mug that my daughters made for me. It has a picture of us on our vacation to Yellowstone from last year. Sarah would be upstairs blaring these YouTube videos from her iPad in the playroom, while her sister sat with hers, but with headphones on. Brad X Hopper is a guy named Brad, obviously. He is in his uh, mid-twenties, maybe, uncombed black hair and glasses. He films from a setup in a garage somewhere in the U.S. He usually has a wall of sheetrock behind him or a huge whiteboard with a bunch of strange writings that look like math equations or geometry or some junk. Hi, Brad here. If you enjoy what you see, please hit that like button and subscribe to my channel. Today, I'm going to show you how to draw a dimensional gate to another universe I like to call the Dead City. Seems to be guarded by some weird-looking dinosaur creature. Watch out. This guy is mean. But there are some sweet views in this universe, not to mention some loot and new tech that can be found in some of those office buildings. Plus, if you watch to the end of my video, I'll have some free t-shirts to give away to some lucky subscribers. I was in the kitchen washing out my mug when my 12-year-old started screaming and ran downstairs in a panic. She calmed down enough to explain that her sister had drawn something on the wall and walked right through it. I ran up to the room and saw Sarah's iPad lying on the floor, playing one of Brad's videos right in front of the drawing she had made on the wall. I could hear her crying and begging for help, but it sounded distant and remote like it was coming from inside the walls. I searched all over the house looking for her, but couldn't find her. Her drawing on the wall looked like a doorway 
kind of. A door with curves and bent angles and these mathematical equations all around it. Watching Brad's videos, he explained that what had been termed as magic in the past is just geometric equations. Using math or geometry or some junk, one can actually bend the universe and travel to any world or dimension. You just have to know the right equations and the correct angles to draw the doorway. I don't want to go into detail about how to draw these things. Math and geometry are not my background. If you're really into it though, by all means, you can find the videos online yourself. I looked at the doorway and touched the center of it. My hand passed right through the wall. I jerked back in shock. Sarah was still crying from some remote place. Taking a deep breath, and with my daughter's iPad still in hand, I walked through the doorway my daughter drew on the wall. On the other side, I found myself in an abandoned office building. I walked through a wall facing large windows from floor to ceiling. A desk sat to my right. The lights were out, and everything looked moldy and green. I put my hand back through the portal to test if I could go back. My hand passed through okay. I yelled back at my other daughter and told her to wait there and call 911 if we don't return in 15 minutes. I looked out the window and saw a broken city being reclaimed by nature. It looked like I was on the 20th floor, maybe? The city seemed empty. I got a look at some of the buildings. They all had that art deco style that was popular during the 1930s and 40s. It almost looked like the skyline of New York City from that time period, just that the buildings were much taller. In fact, they were taller than anything I had seen in any city. One building, not too far from where I stood, looked massive and was made of some black material. It was clearly taller than anything else in the city. I wish I could explain adequately how I felt in that moment. It wasn't awe. It wasn't fear. The closest I can compare to it is the feeling I had after my friend and I jumped a fence to get into an outdoor music festival when we were 16. Even though I was seeing some cool stuff, I had this anxious feeling that we were someplace we were not supposed to be, and we were going to get caught. That was how I felt in that office building. I felt like I did not belong there. I heard Sarah's cries coming from another room. Using my hands, I wiped a giant X in the green mold dripping down the walls next to the spot where the invisible doorway was located. I did the same to the office door. I could hear the crying getting louder as I ran down the hall past empty cubicles on my right and windows overlooking the city to my left. Then, her crying stopped. It came from a nearby cubicle. Daddy, it's coming again. Don't let it find us. I heard a giant thud. The building shook, knocking me off center a bit. Dust and dirt fell from the ceiling along with a few loose tiles. It stopped. Then a giant thump and the building shook again. More fell from the ceiling. Without warning... A giant eye peered in the window. 
All I could see was the black, empty pupil of some enormous creature in a window twenty stories high. Two tiny hands grabbed me from behind and pulled me down into a cubicle. Oh, shit! Daddy, don't let it see you. It was Sarah. Sorry. I'm so glad you're safe, darling. I hugged my daughter. The building shook with great force. I leaned over to protect Sarah from falling debris. The shaking and rumbling seemed to never stop. It felt like the whole building was coming down. We both coughed in the dust and mold floating in the air. I looked down the hall, back towards the office where the portal was. The office was gone. The whole side of the building was gone. All I could see was swirling dust in the sunlight and a giant clawed hand pulling away. There went our way back home. Fuck. I almost said, but looked back at Sarah. She was wide-eyed and terrified. Honestly, so was I. Run. I grabbed her hand and we ran down the hallway towards what I hoped was a stairwell. The building shook again as the cubicles behind us disappeared with a crash and swirling dust. I looked to my left out the window and all I could see was the giant pupil looking back at us. We ran toward a door with an exit sign under it. I kicked the door open. Oh, stairwell. We were in luck. I picked up Sarah in my arms as she took the iPad in hers. I ran down those stairs, jumping from platform to platform as quickly as possible. We were about halfway down when the building shook again. The crash was distant and high above us. Looking up, we saw debris falling. We jumped out of the way and through another door. I continued to run with Sarah in my arms down the hall, not stopping. We reached another stairwell and busted through yet another door. As we ran down the final two floors, we heard a roar that made us stop and dug for cover. It made my blood chill at how long and loud the roar was. Sarah started to cry. When it ended... My ears rang for what felt like minutes. I was expecting the whole building to come down after a sound like that, but nothing happened. We didn't hang around long to see what would happen either. We reached the ground floor, and I kicked open the street-level emergency door. There were no alarms. I looked up and down the street. It was overgrown with vines and trees. There was... So much green. Buildings all around looked broken and shattered. Trees sprouted up in the middle of the street. I looked up at the building we came out of. Half of it was missing, and debris laid all around the base. It was amazing that none of it blocked the emergency door we had just come out of. I started running up the street, looking for anywhere safe to hide. Every building we passed looked impossible to enter due to something blocking the entrances. Either an overturned vehicle or crumbling cement or construction material that had fallen from above. Daddy, look! Sarah pointed to a door that looked unblocked. I ran towards it. I jiggled the handle. Locked. I kicked the door. The frame broke easily enough and we ran inside. 
I put Sarah down and tried to barricade the door with whatever I could find. Sarah lit up the flashlight on the iPad. Looking around, we found ourselves in a kitchen. We must have entered through the back of a restaurant. I looked over Sarah for injuries. She was unhurt. Shaken, but safe. Pacing back and forth, I admit, I was in panic mode. I had no idea what to do. Where to go. How to get home. So, you can always tell when you're not back in your home dimension by that feeling of anxiety that starts to form in the pit of your stomach. Kind of like when you're someplace that you're not supposed to be. It was Brad. From the video. Sarah had started playing the YouTube video. My stomach hurts. I'm so sorry, honey. I came down to her level and looked at the iPad. How are you doing that? Is there internet? I don't know. She shrugged, not taking her eyes off her iPad and oblivious to where we were. I took it from her and checked. She gave me a mean mugging look for a second before I said, Don't worry, I'll give it back. Sure enough, the iPad was connected to a 5G network. I had no idea what was going on. How was that possible? How was there internet here? Did we connect to some other network I wasn't aware of? I checked the settings to see what network we were connected to, and one word was displayed back to me. Brad Exopper. Effing Brad, man. I'd swear, but, you know, my daughter. I scrolled through Brad's YouTube channel for an answer. There were over 30 videos, all of them with maybe 100 to 1,000 views. How did my daughter find this channel? One video caught my eye, titled, How to Get Home If Your Portal is Destroyed. I clicked play. Hey, Brad here. If you enjoy what you see, please hit that like button and subscribe to my channel. So, today, I'm going to tell you how to get back to your home dimension if you ever get stuck. Turns out, Brad had been busy. Very busy. He had visited many worlds, or dimensions, or whatever these places are called, according to his videos. In each universe he visited, he would draw a separate portal in a relatively safe area. You could find it by downloading an app he designed to help track the portals. Turns out, Wi-Fi works between interdimensional portals if this signal is strong enough. Who knew? Brad had designed the app to track the network strength. The closer you get to the portal, the stronger the network signal. The app just made the process much easier by doing the tracking instantly and pinpointing it on a map. I opened the app store to download the software, only to be stopped by a paywall. The app costs $4.99. Brad, you son of a bitch. If you're listening to this, you're a goddamn cheapskate. Before I could pay, something crashed in front of the restaurant. Using the iPad's flashlight, I peered into the building. The tables were overturned and broken. The windows shattered. Debris lay in front of the restaurant, blocking the entrance. What looked like a giant tail or tentacle unfurled from above the windows outside, thick as a tree trunk. It was dark crimson and looked like what I could only describe as exposed muscle tissue. Brad had described these creatures as skinless dinosaurs. 
I think he was just using familiar language to describe something no one had ever seen before. Kind of like how the first Europeans to ever see a rhinoceros would describe it as a horse with a horn on its head. It's how we got the myth of the unicorn. We use words and images we know to describe something unfamiliar as best we can. Unfortunately, it only leads to disappointment or, in our case, complete horror that we were facing something no human had seen before and survived. Except for Brad. Effing Brad. The tail or tentacle or whatever it was slithered across the floor towards the kitchen. It looked like it was feeling or sensing our presence. I don't really know. All I knew in that moment was that it was too close for comfort, and my adrenaline spiked again. So, if you liked my video, please click that subscribe button and join my channel. I'll be having a drawing for a $10 gift card to Starbucks for the next 10 subscribers. See ya. Effing Brad. I must have clicked something by accident. The tail tentacle twitched and darted towards us. It was moving faster. The end of it split open and revealed what looked like a mouthful of razor-sharp teeth as it hissed at me. Swear to God. The tail or tentacle or whatever it was hissed at me. It swung towards me as I ducked out of the way and crashed into the counter, sending splintered wood into the air. I ran back into the kitchen, scooping up Sarah as she screamed, causing the tentacle to dive for us one more time through the kitchen door. We ran back out into the street through the door we had initially entered. Evidently, I hadn't barricaded it well enough because it was way too easy to open. We heard something slam into the building as rubble fell all around us. Looking back, I caught a glimpse of something huge running towards us at full speed. I never really got a good look at it, but it was definitely over 300 feet tall. I can only say it looked like a crimson dinosaur, but not a dinosaur. It used four legs to run towards us, but I could swear, at times, it looked like there were more limbs than just four. It also had a long tail whipping behind it, and its head, although small considering the size of this creature, looked like it had a thousand tentacles dripping from its mouth. Its tail slammed into the building again as it ran towards us, roaring and screaming. I was screaming too, and so was Sarah. <laughs> Sarah? Darling? I need you to do something for me, okay? I need you to download that app, okay? But it cost money. You said not to do that. I know, sweetheart, but it's okay this time. I promise. We turned down a small alley that looked clear. I hoped it would be too tight for the creature to get through, and we can make it over to the other street. Sarah clicked the download button as we waited for the purchase to go through. It took about 15 seconds for the app to download. There are two moments when 15 seconds seems like a long time. When you're waiting for a download, and when you're being chased by something that looks like a skinless dinosaur. We were doing both at the same time. The creature couldn't fit in the alley and instead slammed into the two buildings on either side of us. It struggled as it pushed against both sides of the building, 
roaring in frustration while brick and cement tumbled to the ground all around it. It let out another roar, then turned around and went back. When we reached the end of the alley, I stopped and looked left, and then right, searching for a way to get through the broken city. I glanced left again, in time to see the creature coming at us full speed from around the corner. I went right. The iPad dinged, letting me know the download was complete. It's finished. Sarah was getting heavy, and my arms were getting tired. I was breathing hard and didn't think I could keep going much longer. The creature was closing in fast, and I was slowing down. Honey? Sarah jostled in my arms, the iPad hitting my head. Honey, I need you to open the app and find the portal, okay? Can you do that? Sarah didn't say a word, but I watched as she clicked on the app. It asked for an email. Effing Brad, man. The creature was close. Heat seemed to radiate from it and I could see crimson tentacles swirling around us on our right and our left. I ran towards the building I saw open, ducking under broken glass. It was a convenience store. We ran through the aisle and towards the back. The creature slammed into the building. We coughed. Smoke and dust filled our lungs. Thankfully, the roof didn't cave in. I watched as the creature lowered its head towards us. I took the iPad from Sarah keeping an eye on the mouth full of tentacles as they slithered closer. I put in an email. A pop-up said the email was invalid. Crap. Sarah was watching the mouth full of tentacles glide across the floor towards us as the creature's giant eyes stared us down. I swear, it looked like hate in those eyes. Pure hate. I put in another email. The app still did not accept it. One of the tentacles, the closest one, split open again, revealing its razor-sharp teeth. Slime drooled out and splashed on the floor. We ran further back into the convenience store, into the storeroom. Light shone from under a door. I was holding Sarah by the hand as we ran towards it. I looked back down at the iPad once more to see a small button at the bottom of the screen that said... Login as guest. Effing Brad! I clicked it as we burst into a sunlit alley, one end of which was blocked. We ran down the unblocked direction as the app started to download a map. A green arrow appeared on the screen and seemed to be moving. That was us. A blue dot also appeared a few seconds later. That had to be the portal. It didn't look too far away, uh, two blocks at most. I turned a corner and sprinted towards the blue dot. Sarah was running hand in hand next to me, while with my free hand I held the iPad out in front of us. The creature rounded the corner, but too fast, and wiped out. It took out a building as rubble covered it, disappearing in the clouds of dust. I was hoping that would take care of our problem. As I looked back, the creature broke through the dust cloud, letting out a roar. We turned one more corner and saw a skyscraper before us. It was the one I had seen before, the huge black behemoth. Standing before it, I felt incredibly small compared to the vastness of that structure. The blue dot 
was just in front of us, somewhere in that building. Daddy, look! Sarah pointed at the iPad. A window had popped up. It said, Doorway is on first floor men's restroom next to the front entrance. Effing Brad! Way to come through with answering your question before I could even ask it. We made it to the front door of the building as the creature sprinted towards us. Looking around, we were in a huge reception hall, the top of which disappeared into the darkness. I saw the bathrooms to the right of a massive reception desk. The name above the desk was written in gold cursive lettering, a company I had never heard of before, Durlith Inc. There were items on the desk that looked like computers and monitors, just different than what I was used to back at home. It looked like they were built out of some type of gold material. We ran towards the men's restroom as the creature roared one more time, struggling to get in through the entrance. It was obviously too big, but it could still fit its head in through the broken entryway. Sarah and I had to cover our ears as its roar echoed through the cavernous reception hall of the building, shaking anything made of glass. Sarah jerked open the men's bathroom door. There, on the tiled wall next to the stalls, was the drawing of a doorway. It looked similar to the one Sarah had drawn on her wall, just slightly more angular. Some of the equations were different, too. I walked up to it and touched the doorway. Only my hand did not pass through. It was solid. I started to panic as there was a crash in the reception hall. Sarah was looking at one of the equations. I saw it too. It was smudged and unreadable. I saw the fear in my daughter's eyes. So I turned to the only one who could help us. Effing Brad. I scrolled through his videos and found one called How to Draw Doorway Home. It was 18 minutes long. I could hear more crashing in the reception hall. I opened the restroom door slightly and looked outside. The floor seemed alive in the sunlight, with the tentacles from the creature outside slithering across the tile and disappearing into shadow. They were blindly looking for us, flipping over objects and crashing through the reception desk. I closed the door quietly and clicked play on the video, turning the volume down. Hey, Brad here. If you like this video, click the subscribe button. I fast-forwarded a few minutes. I clicked around the video. It showed Brad in front of a blank wall of sheetrock drawing the doorway, and the equations and shapes needed to open it. I skipped ahead, looking for him working in the one spot where our door was smudged. I heard something crash close to the restrooms. I peered out the door one more time. One of the creature's tentacled mouth was getting closer, heading our way. I gently closed the door and skipped further into the video. Without warning, the iPad started blaring. I had hit an ad. The volume on ads are too damn loud. Five seconds until I could skip. The tentacle outside crashed against the door. I threw myself against it to keep it closed. I thought 15 seconds was long before. Five seconds seemed like an eternity. Five seconds. The door pushed open, and I slammed it shut with my back while the iPad blared. Has this ever happened to you? Uh Uh-oh, spilled milk. Four seconds. 
Sarah was screaming as I fought against the weight of the creature trying to force open the door. With the new swiper mop head, cleaning spills is a piece of cake. Three seconds. I'm screaming. It's as easy as swiping. Two seconds. Something hit the door with such force, it almost knocked me down. Order the new Swiper Mop Head today and receive 10% off your total purchase. One second. The skip button popped up and I pressed it. Brad started talking again and was drawing the equation we needed. He drew the letters Q equals K, followed by some upside-down triangle followed by the letter U. I thought, that's it? Easy enough. But with me blocking the door, I had no way to draw it. We didn't even have a marker. Another tentacle slammed against the door, pushing it open briefly. I could hear the unnatural, hate-filled hissing emanating from the mouths on these tentacles. Daddy, look! Sarah pointed to something on the ground next to one of the stalls. A red solo cup full of Sharpie markers. Effing Brad. You are an effing genius. If you're hearing this, I could hug you. Okay, sweetie. I need you to take the tablet and a marker, okay? And draw what Brad is drawing on the screen. Can you do that? The door pushed open again. I put my weight against it, closing it back. Sarah took the iPad from me and started drawing the equations she saw on the screen with one of the markers. Exactly like Brad did in the video. I guess I expected something grand to happen to let us know the doorway was open. But... Reality is often disappointing. Sarah put her hand on the door, and it passed right through. She looked back at me, smiling. Go on, honey. Go on through. I'll be right behind you. She walked through the portal. I had to be quick. The second I let go of the door, the tentacles would get through. I took a deep breath and started counting down. Three, two, one... I jumped towards the portal. The restroom door burst open behind me, sending shattered material flying. One tentacle, mouth open, teeth exposed and dripping in goo, was quickly followed by another. I leapt through the portal moments before the lead tentacle snapped at my feet. Crashing into the ground on the other side, I looked back at a blank wall. One of the tentacles, mouth open, passed through the portal following us and ready to strike. Sarah screamed. <laughs> Scooping up Sarah, we bolted down a long hallway. The mouth slashed tentacles screeching behind us. The hallway had no doors except one at the very end. We burst through the door and slammed it shut behind us. Breathing hard, I put Sarah down and we waited. We could hear the hissing and screeching retreating. We were finally out of reach of the tentacles. I hugged Sarah tightly as we looked around. She still had the marker with her. So I took it and wrote on the door, Do not open. Monster inside. I hoped that would be enough to keep people out. Looking around, we found ourselves in another long hallway with 20-some drawn doorways and portals along both sides. We walked the length of the hallway until we found a real door one with an actual doorknob we could use with our hands. Opening it, 
We found ourselves outside in the hot, blazing sun. Turns out, we ended up somewhere in Southern California. Orange County, to be exact. I had to call my wife and explain what happened. She did not take it well. After everyone calmed down, she set us up with a flight home. We never met Brad. I don't know what happened to the guy. He stopped posting new videos several months ago, before we had even started our little interdimensional jaunt. I still don't know if I want to punch the guy in the face or hug him. We'd never have made it without him. Of course, we'd never have gotten in this mess if it hadn't been for his videos. Suffice it to say, as a family, we decided to put the tablets away and spend more quality time together. We, uh, we play lots of board games now. Safe, harmless board games. While I drink from my favorite mug, with a picture of us on our trip to... Paris? France? Shit. I have this uncanny, anxious feeling I don't belong here. As Sarah starts complaining about a stomach ache. Effing Brad, man. Selling a little, or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap, or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. You hear a lot about TikTok these days, a staggeringly popular platform. And along with the silly dances and goofy eating challenges, there are some trends which can be very harmful and disturbing. And in this tale, shared with us by author Oliver Ryan Black, we learn of a new viral sensation on TikTok. One that, well, to use the parlance of that platform, sees kids choosing to unalive themselves. 
I join Peter Lewis, Ellie Hirschman, Sarah Olivia, Sarah Thomas, Mike Delgadio, Rima Chatham-Mysenik, Danielle McRae, Atticus Jackson, Kyle Akers, Katabel Ansari, Graham Rowett, Nicole Goodnight, Jeff Clement, and Nicole Doolin in performing this tale. So don't fall prey to this madness. Choose life, especially if you encounter the Break Vein Game. Hazelton Crier, June 26, 2022, Hazelton, Wisconsin. Excerpts reprinted by permission of the editor. Travis Ward, sophomore, 16. That's where we want to be. The end game's what I mean. To go beyond the stars. Yep, any other day you'd say, boy, you're out of your damn mind ten ways till Sunday. And on a normal day, I'd say you were right. Truth is... I used to worry lots about what other people think of me. What I'm trying to say is, when Christopher pulled his trigger, his video changed something in lots of people. Changed the way we feel in a cosmic sort of witchy way. Like fireworks and smoke pumping out of my lungs and into the world around me. He got a lot of people curious. Lots of people started doing it too. Videos popped up everywhere, six seconds, just like his. Some people doing it peacefully, some real extreme-like. But all of them are titled just like his was. That's why they're so easy to find. Josie Taylor, Panera Bread Cashier, 18. Yeah, I've seen lots. It's hard to believe they're all real, though. To go beyond the stars, right? What's that supposed to mean? Bobby Felder did it with a shovel. I don't know to see the appeal in something like that. They say it's, I don't know, I kind of get the draw. I guess. Brianna Chapman, sophomore, 16. Of course I've decided to do it. Are you stupid? Clubs have started all over schools. If it calls to you, you don't really have a choice. Not that I'd want one. Why would I want to work so hard to fail in a world that is dying? It was in like 80% of the songs Christopher wrote before he did it. We've been chosen to go to a place where we don't have to worry about anything. Sam Knight, teacher, 51. My classrooms are becoming empty. You know, it used to be when something tragic happened in the community, it would bring us all together. We'd be connected, alive, together. Now, it seems entirely retrograded. Travis Ward, sophomore, 16. Yeah, I've thought about it. Everyone's thought about it. I figured that's what you were asking me from the start. Margaret Bernasola, grocery store cashier, 24. Sarah Beltran had her hair and makeup done just like Nicole Kidman in that one movie. I forget the name, um, you know, before she did herself. That started a whole new trend. Brianna Chapman, sophomore, 16. No, it isn't selfish. Are you insane? It was... It's all planned. Look at Christopher's TikToks leading up to it. Up to the video. It's all there, with lyrics to back up his plan. It's not a game. Whenever he carved his name into that bullet, he infused it with real energy. V-R-I-L. When he died, 
It sent so much chaotic magic throughout the world that everything changed. It's manifesting in us. Soon there will be a gathering. We're trying to fix your planet. Christopher was a martyr. Identification redacted pending parental release of minor's name. Freshman. Recently deceased. Fourteen. It's cool. You know, you do it and your video gets added to the collection. Like a war monument or something like that. Billy Stanton, Jr., Varsity Tight End, 17. How could anyone off themselves with two-for-one spicy chicken sandwiches going on at Ricky's? You got me. Let that fruity, smoky habanero burn me up, baby. I'll live forever just to see how many of these things I can tank. Donato Sandoval, Sr., Suicide Awareness Club organizer, 17. Scientists have known for a long time that ants use a variety of chemicals to communicate with one another. The most basic example is what's left behind them as they walk. Ants pick up on it and follow the trail, marching one by one, but together. Portion redacted per advice of counsel. When an ant dies, their corpse emits a scented chemical called oleic acid, which alerts other ants to danger, as well as the fact that one of them was just killed. The alarm pheromone is strongest, smelling a bit like olive oil and traveling quickly, prompting immediate action from other ants. To avoid contamination, they drag the bodies off and pile them together as waste, away from their mounds. Kelly Sadler, concession counter attendant, 18. Sarah Beltran had my favorite vid, the only one that scared me in a while. The guitar strum, and then her hitting the floor, her green eyes bulging out of her head, foam coming out of the corners of her mouth. Really gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh yeah, and that bottom text? To go beyond the stars? Scary. Travis Ward, sophomore, 16. Vril energy? Nah, I don't know nothing about that. I looked into a lot of Christopher's work. He was a kind man, funny too, but drunk and a bit of a loner. That's all there is to it. Magical energy? Anyone talking like that's missing the point. What's happening is a... I can't remember the word. Russell Beltran, motorcycle mechanic, 23. I heard her from downstairs. She thumped the ceiling hard, like someone had thrown their shoes or something. You tell me how f***ed up the world is when an older brother has to find his little sister like that. Brianna Chapman, sophomore, 16. I'd be okay if I didn't do it. You know, I have so much to live for. But anything I do would have already been done by someone else. Nothing I collect would be original either. The culture's basically squeezed itself dry. Why waste my life away when I can go where nobody has ever been? Kelly Simons, senior, teacher's assistant, 17. If these imbeciles would just put their phones down for an hour a day and read some Bradbury or Frost, none of this would be a problem. Maybe it's not too late to help. Donato Sandoval, senior, suicide awareness club organizer, 17. He's shown us a paradox of death peeling the eyes of the living back and revealing exactly what it means to be alive. With the opening of the veil and so many passing into the realm of the dead, 
it shines light on this reality. The struggle that Darwin knew would become us, human beings locked in eternal conflict, fighting to become better than each other, struggling to survive. Others strive onward for success with inevitable failure in their near future. That's the society humankind has manufactured for itself. It's become mentally impossible to wade through the valley of materialism. There's no more warmth. There are too many distractions. We can't even focus on being alive. I agree, there's many reasons mental illness leads to suicide. This is something completely different. It's a calling. Terrence Howard, freshman, 15. These kids are fucking insane. I'm scared to even go to school. Sorry for the fucking cussing, but god damn it. Brianna Chapman, sophomore, 16. I'm getting tired of you putting that spin on things. Seriously, it's just like you adults like. You're the reason we have to do this. Like, you've ruined the rainforest one generation after the next. Seriously, you eat each other like animals and expect us to do the same. We don't care about being important or if we're just another ant in the pile. You're the ones who care. What we're accomplishing here is a mass gathering of primitive energy without bias. We're taking that energy and using it to change the world. I told you, once the smoldering vines grow inside you, you have to do it. There's no way around it. He won't let you be selfish. That's him. That's his influence. The reason no one is scared. The God hidden behind the veil. Whatever he is, he is beyond death and he's built us a bridge. He'll take us where no humans have ever been allowed to go. Editor's note, this was the last question answered in the interview with Brianna Chapman. She has since passed on. If you or anyone you know is thinking about committing suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 1-800-273-8255. Allison Goldschmidt, teacher, 44. It's pain is what it is. You know... You spend your entire life wanting to help them, wanting to teach them and counsel them on moral decisions for their future. And now the entire world seems bent on taking them away. It's not just this ungodly game, it's something more. It's everywhere. Donato Sandoval, Senior, Suicide Awareness Club Organizer, 17. I will join the others, eventually. 37. I know each of their names. And I spoke with each of them personally before they did it. I supplied them with everything they needed. Far more than what anyone else ever gave them. You think it's selfish? No, you think I'm sick. Of course I want to join them. What do you think this is, a joke? You can try to pin this all on me. Please, try. I'm already a martyr to those who have traveled beyond the stars. This began far before my tasks. Why do you think I stayed? It's because of this interview right here. People will hear the sincerity in my voice. They'd have already felt the roots of life in their chest. I'm the ant at the head of the line. Don't worry. My time will come soon. And another will take my place. 
Editor's note, Donato Sandoval will stand trial as an adult for his crimes. James Price, teacher, 60. At this point, I think they should just shut down the internet. That'll never happen, but some sort of legislation is needed. You have kids claiming it's magic or some outside energy. It's not. It results from brainwashing, and it's been a long time coming. The human brain wasn't designed for short bursts of serotonin, and these apps are dosing kids from the moment they wake up. Six-second videos? Constantly? Ugh. It dries up your brain like a lake in a California drought. They won't listen to us because they're physically incapable. Placing the kids in front of the TV to watch a movie was different a few years ago. A couple of hours and a linear story held attention spans for at least that long. Now it's the iPad raising the kids. These apps aren't made with children's well-being in mind. They're preying on them, making them mentally sick. Short videos, loud screaming, bright colors, and without moderation, thousands of videos are consumed, shared, and recycled. Worst of all, the parents don't care. Not if it keeps them quiet. It's a tragedy. Honestly, do you have any idea how many of my students can't read? Travis Ward, sophomore, 16. No, I never really downloaded any of those apps. I don't know, that internet stuff never really clicked for me and my boys. I mean, we play video games and stuff, kill zombies, you know, dumb Nah, it was Kelly Sadler who showed me. I started looking into the music and all that stuff after. She told me she was going to do it. She said when she goes, she planned on getting her hair and makeup done all professional-like. You know, like a movie star. And that's how she wanted to be found. I've been seeing her a lot lately. She thinks we might do it together. Yeah, I'm going to miss her. At least there will be something to look forward to, you know? Both of us, young, forever. That's what she says. Editor's note. This transcribed article was published posthumously. Both Travis Ward and the original reporter Derek Escobar have since disappeared under mysterious circumstances. If you have any knowledge of either, please contact the Hazelton Crier. Information can be submitted anonymously at 1-920-555-0122. come to an end until the next time we gather. We'll keep the fire burning until you return. That is, if you dare to remain sleepless. The No Sleep Podcast is presented by Creative Reason Media. The musical score was composed by Brandon Boone. Our production team is Phil Mikalski, Jeff Clement, and Jesse Cornett. Our editor-in-chief is Jessica McAvoy. 
To discover how you can get even more sleepless horror stories from us, just visit sleepless.thenosleeppodcast.com to learn about The Sleepless Sanctuary. Ad-free extended episodes each week and lots of bonus content for the dark hours. All for only one low monthly price. On behalf of everyone at the No Sleep Podcast, we thank you for joining us around the campfire for our 20th season. This audio program is copyright 2023 and 2024 by Creative Reason Media Inc. All rights reserved. The copyrights for each story are held by the respective authors. No duplication or reproduction of this audio program is permitted without the written consent of Creative Reason Media. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs>